0: Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Mesa Christian Church. God is so, so good. Let's take our seats and let's get ready for the Word of God. Wow. Today I want to share on one of my key scriptures that has been a life key for myself and for Mary Lynn. And it's found in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. And while you're looking it up, who watched the State of Origin on... Wednesday night, what a great win for the Maroons. If you're a Blues fan, I'm sorry. Didn't quite work out for you this time. But I was really interested when uh, they won 10 out of the last 11 series, for those who aren't into football, but the commentators afterwards are trying to dissect why do the Maroons keep winning and the Blues only win an occasional game but have only lost one, one, one series in 11 years. And these are the words that came out a couple of the commentators' mouths. They said... The Queensland team trust one another. And it sort of went, wow. Because I was starting to get a message on trust for Sunday morning. And here's these words come out of the football club. He said they trust one another. They've got a culture of being there for each other and supporting one another. And wow, look at the results when a team trusts one another. I thought, wow, that's, that's just like life. And I remember watching the replay of the last try they scored and uh, doing this amazing back loan next minute, one of the guys throws the ball in the air. There's no one there to catch it, but he trusted that someone would be before it hit the ground. And sure enough, this guy comes flying around, grabs the ball, passes and they get another try. And I thought, wow, that's about trust, where you can trust one another to be there when you need each other. And so it stirred my heart about the power of trust. And when you have trust in a family, in a church, in a team, you'll always win. Or most times you'll win. There'll be uh, a teamwork together. What does the word trust mean? It says, it means confidence put in someone or something. Trust means confidence put in someone or something. Now, obviously, As believers, we need to make sure we get our trust with God right, because when we get our heart and trust with God right, then He starts to show us how to trust others and to build loving, safe relationships. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. These two verses have been key verses for my life. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. Wow. So clear. Trust Him with all your heart. That doesn't mean just when things are going well, when everything's working out in your relationships or your health or your finances or your career, the joys and blessings. It's trusting Him with all your heart all the time. Wow. And then it says, and lean not to your own understanding. In other words, there's some things you will never fully understand in this life. Some questions will not be answered in this life fully until you get to eternity. And we want to know. We want to know why and how and when and and why not. and, And we try to work it all out. But I've learned over the years when we've been in blessed times and in seasons of challenge or you've had prayers and they haven't been answered yet and you think, why, what's going on? And quite often God just brings me back to this verse, says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Put your confidence in God, whether you've got it worked out or whether it's not working out. Lean not on your own understanding. Let's look at what the message says. Now, sorry, we'll look at the amplified version first. Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize Him, and He will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Wow. So when you trust God, you are bringing God into every situation, every part of your journey, and He starts knocking the obstacles out the way. He starts dealing with the things inside of our own heart and mind that might be a blockage for us to be fruitful in our life. I love the message. It says, Trust God from the bottom of your heart. That says it all, hey. Don't try and figure out everything on your own. Listen to God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. We don't like know-it-alls, do we? Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Well, I love that. Who's got some vibrating bones today? Not from shivering, but from life. Honour God with everything you own. Give Him the first and the best. Your barns will burst. Your vine vats will brim over. But don't, dear friend, resent God's discipline. Don't sulk under His loving correction. It's the child He loves that God corrects. A father's delight is behind all this. Wow, that's so beautiful, isn't it? And trust is such an essential issue for, foundation for every relationship. Sadly, many of us have been involved in relationships where trust was broken or torn or was never fully there and we thought it was. That relationship is hard work. Sometimes it's painful. It's draining. It's just such a challenge. Why? Because trust isn't fully there. Some people struggle in their walk with God saying, well, God, you're not fair. And why is this happening? And why do bad things happen? And, and so they blame God. And so there's not a trust issue because there's been a distortion. There's not the truth of the whole picture being revealed. And today, maybe you're on a journey of trying to work out where God fits in your world. I want to say He is trustworthy. And He is worthy of our trust and our love for Him. And trust, basic trust is so, so important. To be trustworthy, worthy of trust. Are you a trustworthy person? I hope hope you are. By our words, we make a promise. Do we fulfill it? Oh, I just got busy and forgot. Well, when you do remember or someone reminds you, you need to apologize and make it right. Are Are we trustworthy in our actions? Our follow through. Are we trustworthy in our attitudes or the boundaries of our lives? How to trust. I reckon little kids give us the best example. We had two two boys and a girl, and I remember can't remember it was probably Stephen, our oldest one. He'd be on about the fifth step somewhere, or he'll be on a swing and he'd just launch out and say, Catch me, Daddy! whether I was already or not, he just trusted that I was going to catch him. No fear. Just out in midair and hoping that you're listening and watching and catch him. Most times we did. Occasionally it didn't quite work out like it should have, but we won't go there. <laughs> but kids, little children are born with a basic trust. And yet sadly... It gets broken, torn because of authority figures that broke that trust. Sometimes stuff of wounds, of pain was come, and we're not going to do a psychology lesson today, but basic trust, when it's torn, God wants to help restore it. He wants to restore it. And so there's a a trust that God puts in all of our lives. But circumstances, situations, families, abuse, all sorts of things can come that tear and betray and break that trust. But then in the journey of life, especially when you come to meet Jesus, He starts to build and restore and bring you to truth to heal those trust issues. So you're not going through one broken relationship after another or conflict and strife unnecessarily because there's a trust issue in your soul. So I believe little kids teach us about trust. And most, there's only a couple of fears that you're born with. All the other fears are learnt. Wow. Because we observe adults doing it or we interpret life's situations without full understanding in the situation. But God wants to heal our lives. The failure to form basic trust in childhood results in two serious conditions of insecurity and control. So if there's insecurity in our lives, and if there's controlling issues where you've got to try and keep yourself safe or keep everyone out, there are nearly always some trust issues that have been damaged or broken or distorted in your soul. After 35 years of ministry, I believe that is the truth. And that can be for all sorts of reasons. It's usually a result of a combination of either early betrayal and trauma or a lack of parental example and interaction, instruction on how to know who is trustworthy and who is not. This can result in some form of childhood vow of you never can trust anyone. Maybe you've said that. I've met people can't trust anyone because their trust has been broken. Someone's way out of their control. And so our lives then become distorted and relationships are hard work and clashing. and We let people down. We let ourselves down. And then a lot of people struggle to trust God, saying, well, if this person let me down, why should I trust God? And the enemy uses it to keep people away from a free relationship with the Heavenly Father. But God in His grace comes to heal our hearts. Jesus said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. And we've all have these issues in some measure in our lives where there's been brokenness. Or another vow, inner vow that we make is, well, my survival's now up to me. So you get into this whole control thing and you, you keep everything really close and controlled and you, you, you're fearful or suspicious of people. God wants to have healthy boundaries, but not our souls carrying unnecessary wounds or walls of mistrust in our soul. I grew up in a fairly wholesome family, but it was nowhere near perfect. And I found a few skeletons in the closet when I got a bit older, especially when Mary Lynn came in and started asking questions. And sometimes the family will talk to the to the in-laws more than you as a family, because you just don't see it. But God in his grace is awesome. And Mary Lynn's sister Sharon is here today. And they went through a journey where there was brokenness and divorce and in their household and I know Marilyn and Sharon they've I've watched God's hand of healing over the years and the decades as they've come into more and more wholeness and freedom and now Sharon's a Christian psychologist and Marilyn's a pastor's wife and yet they both came with a lot of trust issues broken and you see the grace of God that restores our soul so no one if you've been through or in A place saying, well, this is getting a bit too close to home right now. Hey, the good news is Jesus has come to heal and set us free. And he actually uses our journey to help other people on the journey of life. So no one's disqualified. It's whether you're willing to say yes to Jesus and say, Lord, take my brokenness and bring healing and life. Take my journey, the good and the bad of it, and redeem it and make it into a story that gives praise to him. That's the power of our lives and all of us are on this journey of healing and wholeness and so we end up putting up walls of emotional defensiveness which may remain for many years in people's lives causing anxiety alienation and struggles in relationships god wants to heal those broken parts those poor examples the stuff that just happens. Because we life's sometimes just hard because we live in a broken world with a very active enemy that's out to destroy. And we've got a whole lot of other hurting people, so hurting people hurt people. Wounded people wound people. And then sometimes we're pretty good at doing it to ourselves. We end up judging, condemning, and not even trusting ourselves. And I think, wow. But God in His grace has come to this earth to reveal the Father's heart. He says... Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And what's in heaven? There's no fear. There's no undealt with wounds. There's no barriers. There is openness and full transparency of love. So on earth, God's in the beautiful journey of restoring and healing our lives. And I remember reading a book years ago, We're All Christians Under Construction. I love that. Others have got it all together and some of us have had more brokenness than others but the power of Jesus comes and restores and he sets us free. It's one thing to be set free, it's another thing to learn to live in that freedom. The children of Israel came out of the Egypt which represented the world where they'd been in bondage, they came out within a few days but it took them 40 years in the wilderness to get Egypt out of them. They still lived with a slave mentality even though they were walking towards the promised land. So let's not get tough on them. I think it takes some of us 40 years to walk out some of the stuff that has limited our lives. It doesn't have to be 40 years. But God's grace heals and restores our souls so that we then become a reflection of Jesus' grace and love. So whether it's little or much, God gets the glory. But trust is a foundational issue. So if there are control issues, insecurity issues, there are boundary issues, nearly always there are trust issues underneath. And God says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Because if we grow in our trust and relationship with Him, let me tell you, your heart gets freer and your relationships become more real and honest and wholesome and barriers start to drop down. He loves to heal broken hearts. He loves to... He will often bring loving, safe, trustworthy people in our lives to help in the healing process. That's what church is all about. That's what life groups are about. That's why getting spiritual mums and dads and mentors and coaches and sometimes a counselor or in a a safe place, getting on a team and serving, all of a sudden you grow in the journey. God will sometimes bring special friends or even a marriage partner into your life that will be just His hands and heart and example that's going to open you up to help you move into greater freedom and that's so true in our hearts and in our lives and there's that healing process other people have what I call naive trust to be naive is to entrust yourself to those who are not worthy of it which often leads to disappointment and pain proper boundaries need to be established I was very trusting I trusted everyone I just believed the best 1 Corinthians 13 7 was one of my verses. It says, Love trusts and believes all things. So I thought, well, everyone's gonna do the right thing. And to my horror, when I was a teenager, I realised some people weren't out for the best and they were going to take advantage of me and rip me off. That's not right. That's not how you do life. But that's and you can end up naively trusting and getting ripped off and damaged and betrayed unnecessarily. God wants to have healthy boundaries with wisdom and truth in our lives. Jesus, it says, he entrusted himself fully to no man, for he knew what was in their hearts. Wow. Doesn't mean you don't trust people, but you've got to have healthy boundaries in the journey. Who is worthy of trust and who is not? God's there to help us in our journey. Do you trust yourself? Uh Uh-oh, some of us don't. We've got internal boundaries that are still get run over sometimes and we let temptation run over us God wants us to become people with a healthy heart and soul remember those vibrating bones and and everything just wholeness God's journey of discipleship is wholeness so that we can then bring his grace to people on the journey of life can God trust me that's another good question I make a promise I just got too busy God I'm sorry He's forgiving and gracious, but He wants to be able to trust you with the treasures He's put within your life, the gifts and the opportunities and the relationships. How do you trust someone? You get to know them. So if you want to trust God, you get to know Him. And the more you get to know Him, the more you trust Him. So it's a journey of knowing and trusting. He is loving, faithful, forgiving, merciful, just, patient, full of grace, truth and hope. The more you know Him, the more you will trust him but some say well i don't really know him that's where it says you need to take a little step of faith and trust that someone else will tell you he's a good god we sing it and then you say okay lord i don't really know you very well but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna try this step of trusting you and you will be amazed how he will then show himself and reveal himself romans fifteen five says now now may the God who gives endurance and who supplies encouragement grant that you'll, you'll be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus. So God's a God of endurance and encouragement. Well, that's a good person to know, hey. I love hanging around people who don't give up easily and they're encouragers. Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. Wow, as you trust God, guess what? He's going to start to put more hope in your soul. He's going to fill you with joy and peace so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow, God's going to get some overflowing happening out of our hearts. That's why people get drawn to hang around our church and around your lives because they feel something of hope and love and joy. I get people that come into church saying, I've never been to church in my life, but there's something alive here. There's something happening here. They feel hope and joy in the presence of God. Psalm 13 verse 5 says, But I trust in your unfailing love. Wow. I did a wedding yesterday for Luke and Ashley. And every time I do a wedding, I'm reminded of love is the foundation of relationships. God's love is the foundation that overflows our love when it runs out or gets tarnished or gets selfish. So here we see your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. Psalms and Proverbs are full of verses about trust. Psalm 37.3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will do this. Wow. Trust is a whole huge subject and lots of books have been written on it. But I just want to share some truth that God is worthy to be trusted and He wants to help you to be able to be healed and restored, so you don't always have conflict and strife in your relationships. You don't have all these walls and barriers up, and and you, you just don't let people get to your heart. Insecurity and control and rejection. Because by observation, controlling people often are covering up hurts or insecurity or fears inside. I learned this when I was a youth leader, and somebody was just wanted to try and control him. I said until one day I was trying to sort out this young person who was just full of control issues and trying to run everything. And I said, I was talking away, and next minute these words came out of my mouth, which was a Holy Spirit word of wisdom. I looked at him and says, what are you afraid of? And it was like I'd hit him with a hammer. I stopped and said, I'm not afraid. I got really angry. And I said, no, what are you afraid of? And then all of a sudden they unraveled their world and I saw that fear was the base of their control. i have never forgotten that moment. What are you really afraid of? And out it tumbled, and then we're able to start to deal with the real issues in their soul. God's love drives out fear. You're all very quiet there listening today. Here's a couple of rewards for trusting. Psalm 5611. In God I trust and am not afraid. What can man do to me? Wow. The more you trust in God, the less you're afraid of what people can say or do to you. Because God's on the inside and He's going to walk with you. So what are you afraid of if God's with you? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So the more we grow and understand our amazing Father God by the Holy Spirit, that we read His Word and we read these promises, get into our spirit and then you have less fear of people and you walk with greater confidence in life. Jeremiah 17 verse 7, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They'll be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Wow. It says if you trust the Lord, there's no place for fear and worries to control your life. You will have issues, we will face them, but they will not control us. They won't control us, fear of the future and worries about finances and health, no matter what comes, comes because if you trust in the Lord, there's always a way and He's the creator of your body, He's the creator of life, He's the source of all things. So why do we let fear and worry drain us? God says, I want to increase your trust. Occasionally, difficult times come because he wants to increase our trust. Doesn't mean he causes it, but he will certainly use it. And there have been times in our life we set out on ministry and went to Bible college and... and uh, youth ministry and pastoring a church in Budrum, and then up here 35 years we've been ministry now my wife and i and we've loved the journey but there's been a few seasons where i said god this doesn't make any sense sometimes because i'm a pastor and people have got issues against god they then attack me because i'm the closest thing they can think of that's to god so they would come and accuse me and do all sorts of dumb stuff and when i was young i thought what's going on here And when I got that understanding, then I realized that I was God's representative in their eyes, so they were upset and angry at God, so I copped it. When I understood that, I learned to let things deflect off and not take it all to heart. When I was young in ministry, I thought, this doesn't make any sense. There were other times where plans and visions I knew were from God got redirected and didn't work out the way I thought they should. And for about two years, this was my verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean on your own understanding. and all your ways, acknowledge me and he will direct your paths. I said that. I prayed it. I sang it for about two years, quite a few years ago, when we weren't sure. Something we'd put our heart and soul and thought that was our life's plan and God said, you were, you were stage one and now someone else is going to pick it up. You need to let it go and I'll take you to the next level. That took us a while to get a handle on that. I never got angry at God, but I just didn't understand. And we all have seasons like that. Well, you've got to get this in your soul to trust the Lord with all your heart. And not just to rabbit it off and parrot it off, but to really have it in here so you don't get angry at God and you don't start getting angry at His church or His body. Why do people pull out of church life? Because they get offended at God or offended at other people. But if we grow in maturity and trust Him, even though some Christians do dumb things sometimes, you're not going to walk away from God. You're going to pray for them and say, Lord, what's happening in their world? Help me to pray for them and love them because we might have been the other way a year before. Trust in God will take you through anything because He is the author of life. Psalm 112, 7, they will have no fear of bad news. Wow. Their hearts are steadfast trusting in the Lord. No fear of bad news. Even when it comes, God will give them grace to walk it through. We all get bad news sometimes, but God's there with us. What else is another reward? So trust overcomes fear, also he gives peace. Isaiah twenty six three says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. When you wake up at three in the morning and your heads are racing and trying to work stuff out, say, God, I trust you. I don't understand what's happening yet, but I listen for you to show me what my part in this is and peace will come. Peace will come. There's some people here today, you need to hear this verse. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Often it's a trust issue. Sometimes it's not a faith issue. Sometimes it's not... not, an understanding issue, it's a trust issue. Because when you get the trust right, the other stuff starts to come into order. You say, well, I, I had some stuff happening when I was growing up or when I was in my 20s and stuff happened and it really scarred my soul. Hey, we're going to all put our hand up somewhere on the journey. But are so you going to let that wound or that issue control the rest of your life or are you going to rise up and say, God, I trust you? God, I trust you. Lord, I'm going to let you lead me and I'm going to trust you when I don't understand. And Then the third thing is, eternal life is for those who trust God. John 14 verse 1. Don't let this throw you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me, there are plenty of room for you in my father's home. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm on my way to get a room ready for you? Wow, that's worth rejoicing about. When we trust God, we have eternity sorted out. Wow. It's so much peace when you've got eternity sorted out. You can live this life now with freedom. When you're unsure about that, you will struggle here. That's why it's so important to be born again. That's so important why it is to have a living, daily relationship with Jesus. Not a religious thing, but something that's alive. That is a rock and a foundation and a hope and a pathway of life. And many here have discovered that for years or decades. Maybe today you're here and you're saying, God, I know about you, but I don't know if I've ever really taken that step and said, Lord, I trust you with my life, with my future, with my present, and with my past. God is so good. Here's three quick points to grow in trust. Luke 16.10 says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Sometimes God will grow your trust by learning to be trustworthy in the little things. Whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, God does care about what we do with our money and our worldly wealth. He's checking out whether you trust Him. Who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property... Who will give you property of your own? Wow. Say, oh, it's just a rented house. Doesn't really matter if we don't look after it as well as if it was our own. You should look after that better than your own. Oh, it's just the boss's spare stationery and that's a bit left over. They won't miss it. Hey, if they're going to throw it out, you can ask. Can I have that if you're going to throw it out? Or can I give a donation for that? But don't just take it and think, well, it's someone else's. The Bible says you are destroying your trustworthiness on the little things and the big things. The extra $2 you get given accidentally in change at the shop, do you go back and acknowledge it or you say, thank you, Jesus, I needed that? No, that's not how it works. Trustworthiness goes back and says, hey, I think you've given me the wrong change, it's only two bucks. Well, yeah, we just read, if God wants to trust you with big things, if He can't trust you with little, He'll never trust you with the big. So if you want to grow in trust, little things, money, and other people's things, is a really clear way for God to test you on the journey. And then He'll trust you with the true riches, which is eternal life and power, the privilege of changing other people's lives, the opportunity to share the truth of Jesus. One more scripture, I love Daniel. Daniel 6.4 says at this, the administrators and the, the satraps, who are they? Sound like rat traps. There's a name for provisional governors or whatever they were. Tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Wow. In your workplace, you should be the most trustworthy person there. In the responsibilities of life and ministry, let's do the best we can. It says neither corrupt nor negligent. Negligent means you didn't do something you know you should have. Wow. God loves us so much. And Daniel, they tried and they tried. They couldn't find anything wrong with him. He got thrown in the lions then because of the, their jealousy. God shut the mouths of the lions. He came out and then the king, who was not a godly ruler, wrote a letter to the whole kingdom and said, everyone's got to follow Daniel's God. Wow, talk about a mass transformation because of one guy's total trustworthiness. You want a revival? This is one of the ways trust trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding let's stand in his presence trust wow wow. as soon as you talk about trust it can open up a whole lot of stuff in people's lives you say mate you don't know how my trust has been torn I don't but Jesus does you don't know how hard it is to trust God when I did once and look what happened Hey, I don't have all the answers, but I do know that He's a loving God. And even things that seem to go in reverse, if you give it a fresh back to God, He'll start to turn it around for His purpose, and He'll start to heal and transform your life. Maybe you've been faithfully serving God for decades. Just keep doing it, because that's the best thing, is to be trustworthy. And maybe a whole lot of relationships have come and gone in your life, Ask the Holy Spirit, are there some trust issues that are causing insecurity and fear and control, at times just sabotaging my world and my relationships and friendships? It's worth asking the question and see what God will do because He loves us so much. And He'll bring safe people in your world to help you navigate that. Let's close our eyes for a moment. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Just take a moment to reflect and say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me through your living word today? For some of you, it's very clear. He's taking you on a journey and this just helps explain what he's been doing. Maybe for some, it's a light bulb moment where, wow, I didn't realize it was that. For others, it's just a reminder, hey, let's live trustworthy lives. Let's be trustworthy with the gospel and, and his kingdom in our Families and our marriages. Let's sing this beautiful song just for a moment and just let your heart respond and surrender. Why don't you say, Lord, whatever you're saying, I'm going to say yes. You're a good, good father. Let's just respond to him as we just sing this beautiful song. Thanks, guys. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.